0: What's up, this is Gary A. Swaby And you're now listening to or watching the Powercast And today we will be recapping Power, Book 4, Force And uh, it's episode 6 I believe, yep And the name of the episode is This Is Who We Are And I'm here today with Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. How are you doing, Rich?
1: Doing good, Gary What's up, listeners and viewers?
0: Cool, cool. His little nickname is is uh, Diamond's Diner Cook. I, li- I yeah. like that. That's, that's a good one. And,
1: and, and I, I love cooking <laughs> breakfast for
0: dinner. Yes. <laughs> I love breakfast. I'll say that. <laughs> um, and I'm also here with Miss Dana Abercrombie. How are you doing, Dana?
2: I am excited to be here and to talk about the episode.
0: Cool, cool. And, and her nickname is Reggie's Unanswered Calls.
1: <laughs> well, Re- Reggie got his answer by the end of the episode, so
2: this is why you don't go searching for, for answers.
1: Yeah, he, he got the
0: answer, indeed. Um, so, yeah, you know, we are here to to uh, recap the episode um, of Power today. Um, so, the way this works is we, we we go around the panel here, and we each give our takeaways from the episode, like some of the things that stood out to us personally and then uh in the second segment we'll be having questions and discussions where we kind of go back and forth and just talk a bit more about some of the things that are happening you know in in the season and in this episode in particular uh but before we get to all that just a friendly reminder you know if you are enjoying the show enjoying the content please do uh leave your comments you know if if we say something that kind of uh you know, sparks a, th- a thought in your mind about the show or, or something or a theory, please do drop that in the comments. You know, we love to read these theories and see what the people are saying uh, about power and everything like that. That's why we do this. But please also uh, consider liking the video too. Uh, you know, it doesn't cost anything and, and that's a good way to support us and ensure that we we continue to get to do this this podcast. It shows that you guys like this content and that you know we need to do more of it so please do hit the like button too and uh also consider subscribing to the channel we have a lot of uh content there are like marches we were just talking about this before we went live but march has a lot of shows like there's a lot of like shows coming out you know so uh you know we we we, we're, we're definitely considering covering more shows that you all might like so, you know, please uh, check out the channel, consider subscribing, and and just engage with the content, you know, if you enjoy it. Um, but yeah, friendly reminder there, um, we're going to get straight to our takeaway segment now. Um, and this week, it's my turn to go first. So, here I go. So, um, I think that, like, opening with the burials, because, you know, we got we got to see, like, three specific burials, like, which was... Um, in reference to what happened last week you know we started with the the tommy and claudia burying Mai. um you know claudia killed Mai last week so we we see and and richard actually called that that tommy was going to help her out um so yeah we got that as soon as the show opened and then of course you know we we transitioned to uh to elijah you know his funeral um and of course like diamond and Ginata there um, and then we also see uh Simon's burial and uh oh by the way check out the the uh, the interview on the channel too you know we uh, Dana interviewed Simon so so go check out that video it was a very good interview but um but yeah so we see those those three burials and uh, I really liked that because it showed that these deaths are actually significant they actually had an effect on the characters And, you know, this is the stuff I've been talking about, like, because last week I kind of went in with the criticism and everything. Um, But, you know, the stuff like this is what I'm looking for. Like, show us the consequences, show us the weight of these people's actions, show us why we need to care. And they kind of did that, you know, um, especially with this, like, starting out that way. Like, you showed us that, okay, the thing, these things that the characters are doing, they hold weight, and they actually affect the characters. And these characters do have emotions. Like, they're not just, you know, selling drugs and shooting people and, and you know, without any emotion or anything. Like, there's actually consequences and they actually feel something about, you know, uh, what they're doing. So I liked that they started with that because, you know, it just, it just shows that. You know, because sh- sometimes a lot of these shows, like, they'll have a lot of death, a lot of murders, and we never see any consequences of it. Like, it's just, you know, it, it's just a TV thing that happens sometimes. Like, it, it means nothing. People dying and it means nothing. But, you know, this just goes to show that it does mean something. And I like that. So I think that was a great way to start. Um, and then also just tying into that, too, the fact that they pretty much broke up the Avengers. Uh, because of what happened. So like, you know, Diamond and and Vic and Janard, you know, they they came face to face with Tommy and they basically let him know like it's over, you know, we're not doing this no more. It got too crazy. You know, the Serbs, the Serbs are after us and everything. Like, so yeah, they just they dismantled the Avengers, you know, um uh it, it wasn't no civil war or nothing like that, but yeah, they they just calmly kind of dismantled the the, the crew. And I I think that was that I think that was cool because it showed that um, you know, that it showed again that there there are consequences to your actions. And of course Tommy is the is the one that kind of spearheaded this whole thing. And he he made things get real dangerous for for everyone, like to the point that both CBI and the Flynns have have lost someone um in this war. So I think that was that was good to see. Uh but of course you know it didn't Tommy is still doing what he's doing, and now he's doing it with Claudia instead of Vic, so I think that's very interesting that he's kind of crossed over to now working with claudia uh you know um uh more full time i guess so uh you know he he lost that connection with with the Avengers and now he's you know working exclusively with Claudia, and that's kind of opening a lot more doors and a lot more possibilities. And uh, I have something more to say about Claudia, but I'll, I'll, uh, I'll hold off for now. But but yeah, it was just that was cool to see. Um, so so real quick before I get to you know Claudia, um, I found it interesting that they decided to use the whole locker box thing because like it's like it's like the grown up version of what they're doing in in book two, Ghost, like with with a course correct. It's like the 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 adult version of it, like like. Yeah, it's just real weird that they they decided specifically to do that with the locker boxes. Like, it's it's exactly the same as as like the other power, like you know, just a grown up version, like out, outside of the campus. But um, but yeah, it was. It, like is that the only like? Surely there's going to be other methods that they're selling this this drug because, um, I mean, I guess it is like a real... I guess because it's a new drug that they're kind of debuting they kind of have to keep the clientele small so i guess it makes sense in that regard but i think once once this new drug has legs it's going to blow up and i think this locker box thing won't really work as well um because you know there'll be too many people trying to get in and out of you know these 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 locker boxes so um, i think they'll have to figure out a way to scale that that business model if the, if that's the way they're going but yeah i just found it interesting that they're basically you know doing the same kind of idea that they are in book two but um but yeah uh and then also like <laughs> real quick like because tommy was wearing that suit like why did it look like he got into a fight with wolverine or something with that suit like because he had like slices like in his shoulder like like why was there like why was it I don't know. it was a weird suit, like. Uh, but yeah, uh, that was funny. Um, so then we have. Uh, so. So uh, yeah. So so uh, obviously we have a few scenes with Walt. Walt is in this quite a lot, and um, we have the you know the scene where obviously he he's working at his uh, front business, and then the FBI kind of comes in. They swarm in and search everything because they're trying to find connections to you know the illegal the illegal stuff like they're trying to you know they're trying to find where the illegal money like because obviously this this is a front business and they're using it to launder money and the feds obviously know that so they're trying to find evidence um and you know waltz like many elders he has trouble getting into the computer uh to to show them the files that they need so you know he calls on claudia and claudia is obviously very late so um i guess he suspects that she's up to something and then later on in the episode we see that he tells vic to to watch his sister and find out what she's up to um which yeah i can't wait to to see what's going to happen there uh, i guess we'll talk about it later but um but yeah I, uh vic then uses this as leverage to kind of set up um him bringing Gloria to dinner like you know he he's his his father gives him an order and he's like okay in return I'm bringing Gloria to dinner and you're not going to say nothing about it so so yeah um I think that was very clever very forward of Vic um I like that he's he's being a bit more active and less passive um in these situations because that I think that was a problem I had with the character. He was a bit too passive. Like he just goes along with what Tommy wants or what Walt wants or what Gloria wants or whatever. Like, but now he's kind of actively making decisions and, and setting things up. So I liked that. Um for the character and now it gives us something to look forward to. Um, you know, if Gloria is actually coming to, to, to dinner at the Flynn's, like that's obviously we know that's gonna be interesting because We've seen the interaction that Walt and Gloria had in the past, so, um, so yeah, I can't wait to see that. And and Power has a good track record with these uh we with these dinner scenes, so um, I can't wait to see what will happen at that dinner scene. You know, so so yeah, uh, that was good. And also, uh, I've been pretty hard on Gloria too. Like I said, I didn't really like the character last week, but just the fact that when the Serbs showed up and started shooting at Vic and Gloria. Gloria was actually shooting back. She took the gun and started busting shots at the serbs. So she scored some points with me. Like she knows how to handle a gun and she's protecting her man. So, you know, like props to her for that, you know. She 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 was actually busting some shots. So she's she kept it gangster. So I like that. Uh, she scored some points there. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's up, Data? Why the face? You don't agree? You don't agree she scored some points? No? Nah? Okay. Well, you liked Gloria anyway, so I mean, you were pretty. I have on. an
2: entirely different interpretation of that than you did. It's not so much woman bases and oh, she stepped up.
0: Okay. Well, uh, are you gonna mention that in your takeaways? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I can't wait to hear your take on it, but but yeah. Um, so and then also we, we got some some new faces in this episode also. Um we had like the, the clientele that you know Tommy and Claudia was selling to, like some some I don't know if they're gonna be long-term characters, but we we got to see those characters in there as well. And then also uh there's this new character, Adrienne, I believe her name is, um, and she shows up at the diner that Diamond frequents, and you know, they end up talking and stuff about food or whatever um and then they end up <laughs> they end up in bed together and then you know later on we see her you know uh looking at a news report of diamond um and you know his past his criminal past and everything and then later on uh you know she she's talking about breakfast and bringing him breakfast and having breakfast uh breakfast for breakfast and everything so Um, Yeah, very interesting because like there's definitely more to this character that uh, I think we're going to find out a lot more about this character in the next few episodes. I think Um, just the fact that she didn't really have like a major reaction when she saw that news, that news story on the phone. So like it seems like she's planning something already, like she's planning something. She has um, a, a motive or agenda uh, with this you know little relationship that she's having with diamond so that's gonna be interesting to see um and see how it affects diamond's character um but yeah uh that, that, that's the new carry right there i think like so <laughs> so there you go but cool to see some new faces in the mix um and then um and then Walt at the end um you know he 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 uh, after he found out what happened with the Serbs The Serbs came at Vic and everything He takes it upon himself To go to a restaurant Where the Serbs are dining And he just shoots shoots The whole place up um, And he delivers a message to The only remaining person And then kills him anyway So he can't even pass on the message But then I guess the waitress has to pass on the message um, But yeah I, I think I liked that scene Because we know that he he is sick and you know he could he he his death could potentially be close. So he's a man that's at he's kind of reached the his limits. Like he's at his wit's end and now he just doesn't care, you know? So I kind of like that for Walt, because I don't like the character very much, but I like this kind of story arc for him, this angle, uh this spin that they might put on him. Like he's a man with nothing to lose now so his his decision making is going to be um very interesting to see now because you know he knows that he he's on his way out um his children are going to be you know the people to take up the mantle and you know carry on the legacy so i want to see how this makes him act Um, i guess this is what's making him so passionate about the gloria thing too because he wants to know that his son is going to carry on the legacy the way he sees fit in in his own opinion. Um, but yeah, just just seeing him start, like, fire up this Serb war even more uh, because, you know, the fact that he shot up those men, it means the Flins have to now be all in on this war. You know, like, the Serbs are going to come back at them. So he, he has essentially started, you know, he's reignited this war. Um, and now the Flynn family is gonna be forced to be all in, and everybody is gonna be at risk. so I can't wait to see how they how they manage that. I can't wait to see how poorly reacts to that, you know, his number two, his right hand man. I can't wait to see how he reacts to that. I can't wait to see how Tommy and Vic and everyone else uh, reacts to you know what Walt did at the end. um so yeah, great spin, and then you know just final thoughts, I think. This episode was was a lot better than, than the last episode for me personally uh, This is exactly what I'm asking for You know, it was it was very well paced um, And yeah, they just set everything up a lot better I noticed like the running time of the episode was a lot longer Because usually it's around like the 45 minute mark or 48 minute uh, This one was actually like 50, 50 something You know, it's 50 something minutes long so those extra minutes make a big difference to the pacing because they can do more. Um and they, you know, they can set things up better. And it just it feels less rushed um and less squished together, I think. So um it made a big difference and I really liked this episode. I enjoyed it. So those are my takeaways. Um and so I think then next we're gonna hear from Dana. So Dana, hit us with your takeaways for this
2: week. Hit me with your best shot. Let me stop saying copyright. Um. So um, my thing you kind of touched a little bit upon, one of the big major takeaways for me was like, whoa, I did not see this coming was JP. JP, JP, JP. He is slowly becoming Black Tommy. Um, this is his, his origin story where we're basically – He right now is to me the most relatable Of all the characters He is an average man And you know he's just trying to live His average life and The situations that he's in He gets into debt and he talked about this. You know, he had a conversation with him and Tommy and I really like their scenes together. I like they're just very, we have all of these things that's happening with shootouts and the Serbs and there's drugs, but when they come together, they just sit down and they talk and it's a nice balance that they have, but that's going to change now. Um, but, you know, they had a conversation about why are you so in debt? What happened in your life? And he was everything he said was very relatable. It was marriage. It was the divorce, medical bills. He's trying to have the, the bar situation, his career. You know, you're not making a lot of money being a musician um, like you think you would. So it's just the average everyday things that accumulate and cost money. And at the very end, when he found out, well, you know, I always thought he had an inkling, but he really didn't know. Um, But when he found out what Tommy really does and when he says, yep, I'm a drug dealer. And one of his reactions was like, I'm tired of being broke. I felt that, you know. So for me, that is the most relatable storyline relatable character ever i'm tired of being broke so yay for that one um it's going to be very interesting how they end up going into business. I know Tommy does not really want him in there, but I don't see him saying no. And with this whole situation now that's going to happen with the Serbs and even with their little side business, they're going to need some more people. And we're going to just have to see how he comes into play. I hope they don't kill him because, remember, um, they love to kill off characters we tend to care about. And right now I really do care about JP. But this also does go against Courtney Kemp saying that, Around episode 9 or 10, there's always an innocent that dies. Maybe because now he's involved, he's not an innocent. So maybe he actually does live. I don't know. Or because he doesn't know anything about the game, he dies. It made me really sad. Also, to kind of piggyback what Gary said, the opening with the funerals, I loved how they did that. It's to show, you know, these people's lives, you know, the consequences of their actions, and it also to show that they had people that cared about them. These weren't throwaway characters. Simon, well, I do, have an a, almost a forty-five minute interview with the actor who plays Simon. Very really interesting. One of the things that he pointed out was that yes, he's dead, but we will see the consequences of his death. We will see the ripple effects of him dying, and we kind of saw that with Victor. Victor, you know, he was very heartbroken of what happened. What I thought was going to be a nice tender moment between him and Walter was, you know, sometimes a, a, what has it, I think it's a boy needs a father's shoulder, which which was said. I love that line, by the way. The boy needs a father's shoulder, and I thought it was going to be like, oh, it's all right, son. And he's like, oh, you stupid idiot, you caused him today. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, that didn't help. And that just kind of made it even worse for him But it will kind of show The rippling effects and one of the things that I, When I talked to the actor, played Simon He did say that one of the wishes For Simon was that Victor would break away from his father and to find that independence. And even though he doesn't fully support going against the family, he wants him to be able to be free and independent. And we got that this season. I mean, this episode. Sorry, with Victor finally grew. We well, on the one more track of spine. He was he was growing some. Yes, the last episode. So now he's he's growing another layer. The muscles are kind of coming in a little bit. He's puffing his little chest out. And you know, he's not fully standing up straight, but he's he's puffing his chest out. Well, he was, you know, simply said that he is inviting Gloria. He was very adamant. Yep, I'm inviting Gloria. Yep, I'm gonna do this. Yeah, I have my side business. I'm not gonna tell you what's happening with Claudia. You have fun. Bye. And that was really I love that. And then we kind of had the drive by, which was so terribly done. By the way, um, I don't know anything about drive bys. I don't I don't shoot people. Or things, but just, just the angle that the gun was like aiming at towards the street and how it hit the cars, but it was all like at the lower part where the tires would be. So it was like the base of the cars that got struck. Um. Fat shooting, but it was very coincidental That that drive-by happened Right, a- right before Sorry, before and after Right after he spoke to Walter And was like, I'm breaking away from you And I'm going to invite Gloria And you're going to eat dinner with her Yeah, and I'm going to have more black friends So take that, dad But this is how he kind of lost brownie points for me Were you, going back to what Gary said Gary was like, yeah, he was really happy With the shooting, and then Gloria, woo And I was like, no if you look at the shooting, what happened was Simon dropped like he was some little scared punk. It was Gloria who was like, Bing, bang, 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 And for me, after declaring my love and my growth of a spine and backbone, I would make sure I would protect that person, Right. And so you stay down, me, get the gun, boom, 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 and it was the other way around, so I have no respect for him at all during that whole scene where he was basically caroling you know in in the back, no, don't hit me, bullets, and then later, oh my God, are you okay, baby? I love you, Gloria. No, so that didn't work for me. It didn't work for me at all. um, one of the other takeaways that we had, so um was i I love the the teaming of. What was it? It was it was Liliana, Claudia, Tommy That whole sequence with the locker room When they went to that station to check out the lockers And Tommy, he had to play like a white man For like the first time on Power I can't remember if it was the first time on Power He had to go straight white I'm not sure I'm pretty sure he went straight white before but it was just so nice to see him you know straight white and that was a weird little suit jacket combination he had going on I personally didn't like the cutouts I thought it was I just didn't like the cutouts but I don't know anything about fashion I dress like a homeless wrestler so there you go um but I like the fact he had his little his little suit on yeah cryptocurrency you know I like that paper money in my bed so I like that sequence. That was very nice. I like the teaming of the people. Please, whatever happens, do not kill. What is it, Lauren? Lauren is now the chemist. Don't kill Lauren. She looks so innocent. It's just like, please. I don't even know how I got into this situation, but yeah, I like Lauren. Do not kill her. Um, also, really quickly, what I did love when well, we have to go is with JP and the son. JP's son freaked out when he saw that JP and Tommy knew each other. And he was like I don't want this money no more It's dirty and he ran out the the Barbershop uh, So we're going to probably get Some more explore, exploration of this Character I would like to know more of his side of the story I want to know what he's up to What's going on with the mom is the mom dead I don't know if the mom's dead But I want to know how he felt In that moment because he was both Terrified and utterly Disgusted when he was listening To their conversation um, so I need some something that happens with that. What I liked about it, Walter, um, he was dying throughout the whole episode with the coughing fits, and you know I'm not sure if there was blood, but I'm sure there was some blood in somebody's handkerchief. He was coughing all over the place. He passed out. He hit his head. There was the blood. Blood was on his head. But. At the end of the day, this man was like, my children are stupid. And I'm going to go and prove to them what a man does. And he went to the Serbs after... Victor told him that he was shot up by the Serbs, but he did not give the full explanation of everything. Um, And he was like, what? No one does that to me, family. That's going to be something I handle. And he handled it. He handled it like a like he handled it how Victor should have handled that whole drive by situation. He walked right in there. I don't know how they let him in there, but he walked right in there and he shot everyone dead. And he let the waitress go. I was like praying for the waitress because she's like, I just want my tip. Um, I thought that was a really great sequence. And the fact that we now have a full-on war with the Serbs, everyone's going to have to be teaming. I wonder what Walter is going to do. Is he going to say, you know, I'm going to take care of it all by myself, just me and my family? Or is he going to be like, black or us, let's call for some CBI backup since you're already friends with them. Um, Either way, I'm looking forward to that dinner scene because power has a really Tra- great track record of giving us good dinner We have good dinner We have good food, we have good conversation And we have good fights So I'm waiting for that I hope that to happens next week I thought it would happen today I thought everyone would like kind of sit down And Gloria would walk through the door At the end of this episode But we didn't get that We got Victor acting like a punk and scared And then Claudia having to kill somebody And also speaking of Claudia I like the teaming of Claudia and Tommy Just burying bodies randomly Throughout the episode I like that. They did a very good job with that. And kind of lastly, because I think I talk way too much, um, I really appreciated the FBI looks like fools. They are they are complete fools with this whole episode, but it also showed the importance of Claudia. And it also showed Walter's ego and how he is not able to let that go. The whole weird situation of them just busting in through the uh, business, the dialysis. I didn't know he ran a dialysis business. Um, An office, I don't know how that works um, Office, company I didn't know that he had that And at first I freaked out and thought he was on dialysis And that's how I thought the whole family would know That he was having some trouble But he runs the dialysis business And the FBI just kind of storming in Show me your papers It was, you know, really interesting And they did a great job with detention Because he could not remember the password And I don't know if he was BSing until Claudia was there or he genuinely could not remember the password because of whatever, you know, when you get old, you forget things. I don't remember what I did yesterday. But the point is, I liked how they showed how, how much Walter still needs Claudia. He has all his big mouth. <clears throat> Sorry, he has all his big mouth, rightfully so. He does back it up at the very end of what he is able and capable of doing. But when it came to... Running the computer, technology He just basically didn't know What was going on and Claudia had to step in And still because Walter In his gosh darn ego can't just say Thank you, he basically Chewed out Claudia And saying oh it's your fault you wasn't here In the first place and this is why I can't keep you close and you can't run anything Because you're not here Okay, he kind of contradicted to yourself But okay Um, So overall I think that this was a very good episode. Things actually happened. I know we did a lot of setting up for last episode, but things actually happened. And then we also have the inclusion of the crime reporter whose name I can't remember at this very moment. Um, We have the inclusion of the crime reporter. And I want to know what is going on with that, because I didn't see a crime reporter, you know, coming into play at this. I thought we was going to solely focus on the police investigation. And so this is when I wonder if the police investigation with the whole FBI situation is going to correlate with the crime reporter. And, you know, they're going to start relying on each other. You know, we, we, everyone has their sources. We all have a source in something. We work in media. Somebody's the source, either it's, you know, pookie down the street or the roach that keeps following you. You're going to have a source. So I wonder how she's going to come into play with this. And the fact that, you know, they kept showing us her phone 15 years. He was in prison. And then also on top of that, the FBI Running around to, oh, gosh, the best friend, which I didn't know was the brother-in-law, but um Walter's brother-in-law, whose name I can't remember at this moment. Um, the FBI just randomly rolling up on him and saying, oh, um, would you like to flip on Walter? I thought that was just a really weird situation. Um, it was a really weird approach of how they did that. But okay. Okay. Um, I don't know, but it really seems like they need some kind of information in order to get Walter taken down. And that crime reporter coming in, I wonder if that's going to help. Because at the end of the day, Diamond is associated now with the Flynn's. However complicated the situation that may be, maybe that's how it all ties together. Because if you're just looking at Diamond and the CBI crew... uh. Okay, you take them out, but the big people that the FBI and everyone else wants to take down is the Flins. So I wonder if we're going to have to have we're going to have people turning on each other and a mole and what's going on. So I think that it took a while for power to to get there, power force, but we're getting somewhere, and and that's an improvement.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, excellent, excellent takeaways there. Um, and yeah, I, I actually agree with uh, with Vic. Like he should have been protecting Gloria in that in that shootout, but you know, Gloria was actually protecting him. So yeah, it's like she 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 wears the pants in that relationship, I guess. Like you know, so uh, I guess I guess that's what it is. But uh, yeah, it's, um,
2: it's not just the pants; it's also the spine, the muscle, whatever <laughs> it is that makes up your backbone. All of it—the blood sources, the vessels.
0: Yeah, yeah. Vic's got and a man.
2: This also shows Gloria's potential, but you have Walter and his racism. She could have made a great part of the family in that regards. Claudia is someone I felt that if you if you stop controlling people like Claudia, and stop being a racist towards Gloria, you can build an even bigger uh, organization. With you know, and stop being a sexist on top of that,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. And maybe, uh, when we get this dinner scene, maybe uh, Gloria will kind of prove her worth a bit to, to him. Maybe he'll see things differently.
2: Well, yeah. I hope so. I just want a huge coughing fit with like him in blood and like, oh my god, that I, I do. I do people.
0: think that could be when it comes out, but you know, him being sick, that could be when it happens.
2: That's true,
0: yeah. But, um, yeah, great takeaways from Dana there. Uh, we are going to move on to Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. and get his takeaways now. So, hear us, Rich.
1: First and foremost, excellent takeaways by Dana and Gary, as always. Uh, it's going to be kind of hard to follow that because, yeah, that was fantastic. Yes. So, props to both of you. So, let me start by saying um, I also thought this was a pretty good episode There's a lot of juicy details starting to come out in the show, and I think that is what's making it interesting. Um, I do have one criticism. I'll I'll go to that a little bit later, but let's get into the takeaways. I have three main sections I want to really address here. So let's again talk about how they handled Tommy in this episode and his interactions with Liliana as well as Claudia. Um, I really liked... Like Dana mentioned, I really liked the whole burial scene at the beginning, but I also liked how they closed the episode with the burial scene as well. You know, Tommy and Claudia taking this opportunity. And I know that Tommy had a lot of questions whether or not Claudia could really handle, you know, getting involved in the game like this. Obviously he wanted to give her an opportunity to prove herself because he sees potential in her. But when it comes to having to kill people close to you in the case, killing my, and then later in this episode, killing reggie who was considered to be one of her very good friends um it just shows how far you have to be willing to go when you're in business like this so i thought it was great to open the episode with that burial and end the episode with her having to bury reggie i think that was very good writing so i'll give him props on that um as far as what else happened in this episode i do agree with what uh gary had to say about tommy's suit now i will say this yes I questioned the suit that he had, but I love the fact that they used that as an opportunity to show you how Ghosts influenced Tommy In the fact that, you know, Ghosts always had on these nice suits. And I really don't understand why Tommy is not dressing up in suits a lot more, you know, on a regular basis. Cause I mean, it's about the style and the way that you want to approach things. We know Tommy is all about the streets. So he's not going to do that all the time. But I like that they used it as an opportunity to remind you of how Ghosts influenced him in terms of whenever he had to dress up and look sharp, he had no problem doing that. So that was great. I do agree with what Gary said about the locker thing being similar to what they're doing in book two. Um, One thing I question about that is that obviously anybody can come in through that area to, you know, pick up the drop. But I mean, if people look suspicious, you don't think that the police or the officers that are in the area are not going to look like, wait a second, that person looks a little suspicious. That's one thing I do question because you see people rolling through there. You know, anybody could be rolling through there. He so, white. Well, yeah, that's a, yeah, you, you said it. That's he, a nice he experience.
2: white, we blonde and blue eye white. That's a whole superior white. Yes. They're not gonna question him.
1: No, you 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 said it. That's that's exactly what it is. They made it made sure to let you know that too. So you're right. Um so but I think it's a good idea to. You know, do this for now. We'll see where that goes. Uh, we also saw, as you mentioned, Dana, earlier in this episode, that uh, we will we, we, we'll, we'll basically uh, Jannard had Mac investigate Tommy. All he wanted him to do was watch Tommy, which he did for the most part. But then he discovers, oh, Tommy knows JP. And, of course, he was not happy when he noticed that. And immediately he said, no, I don't, I don't want the job. Gave. Gave uh Gennard back his money after you know he already pretty much did the job, which me Gary and I both laughed about that, so we'll probably talk about that a little bit later. Um, but I but I'm very curious to see, you know, again, like Dana mentioned, I want to see what is going on with this backstory regarding him and why he hates his father so much. Uh, whether I want to see if they actually have some type of reconciliation because. Again, as I mentioned on this show before, Power always has the fathers and the sons, and the sons killing the fathers, the fathers killing the sons, so on and so forth. So it would be great to change that for to have that for a change where things actually end on a positive note, but again, don't really know about that. One thing I will say, however, about that scene, two very important details. Number one, one thing that I did not like, and this is my criticism here, all right? I love the fact that J.P., now knows what Tommy does and is actually interested in doing this because what Dana said is 100% on the money yes a very relatable character as far as everyone has debts struggles that they go through and you're looking for a way to do things on a legit basis but when you aren't able to do that then you're going to be pushed to your limits so i really like how they portray that the only criticism the only critique that i have is that that scene makes last week's scene not mean anything at all, because it wasn't revisited. When they had the whole scene where Tommy, where, where, where JP is looking at the photo of Tommy, that wasn't even mentioned in this episode. So I questioned why that was. And then and then he had a comment where he said to Tommy, I'm, I'm tired of people lying to me in the family, but he didn't really elaborate further on that. So that is the only thing that I have, The really the only critique I have about that, because I felt like we should have come back to that to explain what that was all about last week. But again, maybe they are going to get into that. Who knows? So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. But um I like the interaction between Tommy and JP. Looking forward to seeing what happens in that. But the other other thing I wanted to also mention in regards to DMAC. Since now he did not go through with the plan and then you saw he went back to Jannard and gave him the money. Now I'm about a hundred percent certain that Jannard is going to get his hot-headed friend to do what D-Mac did not do. And we already know that the last time that D-Mac and his friend went to try to mess up the bar, you know how he was hesitant to do that because he knows that his father is there and then he saw that his father actually came out and was ready to fight him. So now we know, now I know that that hot-headed friend, because that guy obviously is a loose cannon, He's going to definitely take it upon himself to prove himself. And that's going to cause an issue between D-Mac and him. So stay tuned for that because I really think that's going to be coming next as as what's what's the next step in all of this. So stay tuned for that. Um, so that's it for Tommy. The other two takeaways have have to do with the Flynn family and CBI. So let's get into the Flynn family in this episode. Um, as you both mentioned, they had the funeral of Simon. And I'm going to remind everybody to once again check out Dana's interview with the actor that played Simon, the actor and director. It's a very good interview. You learn a lot in that interview. And I was also surprised to hear that that actor was up for a role in the original Power, but he didn't get it. So, But it's a very good interview. Check it out for sure. But basically, he did mention, what we did find out in this episode, is that Simon, yes, this is Vic's childhood friend. So we definitely expected the character to have some type of reaction to him getting killed. Again, they all knew what they were doing when they into, when they went into all of this. So you understand there's going to be casualties because it's a very dangerous situation. But again, glad that we got to see a little reaction to that. And and I also will say this. I did predict last week that Walter was going to be cold to his son about what happened to Simon, even though he didn't fully know what all happened until, until the very end of the episode. But he knew that Vic was involved in getting him killed. So That was great to see that because it was consistent with what I expected. As for Walter himself in this episode, he did have a scene. They didn't show the scene where he had a bad fall. You just had the scene of where you see that he was unconscious and that Polly found him. And Polly was telling him that he didn't really feel comfortable with him really doing too many things. And then him not telling him what's really going on with his health. That is a very key and important scene there. Because as we see later in this episode, as you both alluded to, where, you know, Walter decides to go out and, you know, because his son got shot at, he decides to go out and basically take out some of these Serbs. But it's very important because Polly doesn't know this yet. And Polly, when the, when, when the police questioned Polly about would he flip, I will say this. I expected them to have his son in their custody at that particular time. Because we already know that Polly's son is his weakness. He doesn't want to see nothing bad happen to his kid. So I think that they're going to definitely use that tactic next week. I'm surprised they didn't use it this week because normally that's exactly what a police officer would do. It, But again, they'll, they'll, they'll probably take that approach next week. But um, Polly, knowing that Walter is unstable and obviously lying about his condition, that's going to basically make him feel uneasy and he may have to open up to the police about some stuff especially if they have his son in custody or they're threatening to basically do something with his son lock up his son or whatever so we'll see what happens with that but the Flynn dynamic in this episode very interesting because everybody is lying walter is obviously lying about his health because he he does not he does hasn't told claudia about it uh claudia is lying to vic because they had a scene where Vic basically tells Claudia, hey, I want to get in on this thing that you tried to get me in before. And she tells him, oh no, that's over. The time is is over. Obviously, we know that Claudia is still doing the drug thing. So the fact that she would lie to her brother, very interesting. And then also Vic is lying to her about what's really going on with their father. So there's quite a bit of lying going around. And um, we know, as you both alluded to, that Walter did tell Vic at the end of this episode, I want you to investigate your sister find out what's going on with her. So a lot of stuff is going to start to come out in the next couple of episodes. Everybody's going to learn. And as you both said, I would love for us to have a dinner scene where a lot of stuff is revealed, including Walter's sickness, because we all have our thoughts as to what it could be, whether it's cancer or whatever. They didn't ever say what the sickness is yet, but um, we'll get a lot of those answers. I feel very, very soon, if not next week, shortly thereafter. But, um, I will say this. Two other quick things I want to mention about the Flynn family. In regards to Vic and uh, Gloria, I agree 100% with what Dana said. Uh, Vic, yes, he has improved in these couple of episodes, but in that little scene definitely lost a lot of points for me because he definitely should be making a better effort to protect her when he is the one that caused all of this because he got involved in what Tommy was doing. So, very interesting. I will say, however, I'm very surprised that, Gladi- that, that uh, Gloria is such a good shot. Looked like she looked like a natural shooting the gun. She didn't shoot anybody, but looked like she could handle herself with a gun. So, yeah. And I'm pretty sure if he told his father that, his father would feel a lot differently about her. At least like, oh, you you try to protect my son, and I would I would have loved to have seen a scene where he said, you know, um. Mm-hmm. Well, you tried to you tried to protect me, son, so I guess I have to show you some respect, but we're not gonna get that. We're not gonna get that.
2: No, it'd be like, oh well, she sent the blacks after him anyway, so that's why she knew what she was there doing. There you go.
1: That's it. That's exactly what it would have been. You're right, 100 percent Um, so we'll see what go what happens with that. And as for um what else I was gonna say about this episode with the Flins, this episode definitely was they're trying to further harden the Claudia character because the last episode, you know, I was surprised at the end of that episode. First and foremost, they made her look a lot more menacing because she had the glasses on. I'm like, oh, so now she, I guess she's supposed to be a threat. Then she kills Mai at the end of the episode. I said, oh, interesting. Then in this episode, her, her very good friend Reggie, who just kept calling. You know, I don't know what's wrong with this guy calling so much. He gets taken out. So um they're trying to harden the character to prove that she... Definitely is, she wants to be involved in this game. She has to, all aspects of her have to grow. So I understand that. I'm very curious to see though, what Gary's question is going to be later about the character though, because I, I just want to know what that question is about. But uh we'll see what happens with that character. And finally, the final takeaway section here with CBI, of course, rest in peace to Elijah, aka Jeremiah. Yes, glad that they showed respects to him. Um, of course, they still did not show respect to Little Dirk because his name is still not credited in the song for power, but, uh, it is what it is. Um, but yes, uh, the whole thing about this thing is really about what's going on with Diamond's character. Now the crime reporter that, uh, you know, she loves breakfast for dinner and, you know, they brought her in there. Now I know that obviously there's going to be a lot of theories as to what this character is, what they're all about. I think that Dana hit it on the head when she said that she could be ne- she could be connected to the police. I personally think that because of the interaction that Seamus, that other cop had with Diamond in the previous episode, and that he was always trying to get close to Diamond, but then Diamond brought up, "Hey, wait a minute! So I know that you actually been taking money from the from 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 the Flins." I said, "Oh, really? Interesting." He he was so surprised. I would not be surprised if he played a role in getting that reporter to get close to Diamond so they can get more information about what he's actually doing. So we'll see how that pans out. But I'm pretty sure that we know she has ulterior motives. Whatever they are, we don't know yet. Yes, she was looking at the same news clippings that Tommy was looking at on Diamond. So I'm very curious to see where that goes. I will say, however, that uh, because you saw that the Serbs orchestrated this attack on Vic. I was wondering to myself, well, what are they going to do about CBI? And I would have thought that maybe they could have played a role in in also working with this woman, but I don't think that's connected. This obviously I think has to do with Seamus, the cop and his interaction with, with Diamond. So we'll look forward. I look forward to seeing what happens, but overall great episode, because there's a lot of juicy details that they have throughout this episode. And as Dana mentioned, it took them a while to get to this point. But uh, overall, I'm satisfied with where they're going and they have me very much uh, in looking forward to what happens next week.
0: Excellent takeaways. And, and you just made a great point there. You know, um, this new character, Adrienne, she could mm-hmm. definitely be connected to, you know, the, uh, the, the Crooked Cop guy uh, that's been, you know, kind of following Diamond and Vic.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: like he, yeah, because based on, you know, their last interaction, like Diamond and, and the cop, um yeah he he it didn't go his way because now Diamond knows uh what he's been up to, so maybe he wants some separation from from the situation, so he sent the reporter off to him so that that would make sense so that's
1: yeah, a good and, point. and one quick thing I will mention but to just to respond to that is uh one thing that we do know about these shows is that whenever you do something bad because this is this is what's happening in snowfall now when you do something bad, eventually it catches up to you. Uh, They made a big deal about when he had that conversation with Seamus about talking about they had a really bad drug deal, a, a bad bad batch of drugs that he was involved with back in 2006. And Seamus mentions about the fact that one of his relatives is will never be the same because of what happened with that incident. So this could be Diamond's past coming back to haunt him, where something he did in the past or he hurt somebody in the past, now they have an agenda against him. So I mean, we'll see if that's where they're going with this, but uh, I look forward to seeing where they're going with this. And, and Gary, let's let's go ahead and let's be clear right now. That woman is the reason why you enjoyed this episode. We're gonna just put that out there right now. Yes, that's the new love, the new uh, love interest for Diamond. Yes, very interesting, very beautiful woman. So that that's probably why you enjoyed this episode a lot more than
2: normal. Wait, so you're just knocking Gloria to the side, and all of the episodes of you running over her, or some random girl who was just introduced who likes breakfast?
0: I, I, I was, I was never big on Gloria's character anyway. Like, I mean, <laughs> actress, is, it's wow. good looking. you know, I'm not saying that, wow. but I was never a fan of the character,
2: mm. the character itself.
0: Okay. Uh, but. but you
2: just met Breakfast Girl two seconds ago, and now all of a sudden she's the best character. <laughs> All she said was, "Have some breakfast," and you're like, "Oh my god, I've seen the light of glory."
1: Hey, 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 Dana, it's the mo- most important
2: meal of the day, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so first and last, apparently.
0: It's the curly pro man. I like that. I like that hairstyle. You know, yeah.
2: Gloria yeah. is rather really curly too, but oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, great takeaways uh, all around. And yeah, just another friendly reminder, because there's some great things being brought up here. So people, please do chime in in the comments. Let us know what you think about all this stuff too. And also, you know, hit the like button and also consider subscribing to the channel and definitely go and check out that uh, Simon interview that Dana did too, because there's some good information in that, you know, about behind the scenes stuff too. So uh, definitely check, check that interview out. Um... So, yeah, we're going to switch gears and get to our questions and discussions segment now. Uh, there's some very interesting stuff to, to kind of talk about here. Um, so I'm, I'm going to get to uh, the Claudia stuff now because, uh, yeah, like that's that's an interesting point of discussion. And Richard made a great point. It seems like they really are trying to harden that character. Um, and it seems like they're setting some stuff up, you know, uh, with regards to that for the future. Um, so you know, the question I was basically going to ask both of you is, uh, do you think you know, um, do you think at this point Claudia is the most ruthless character in the show? Because you know, um, she she's she's almost got more bodies than Tommy, like because <laughs> she she keeps burying people. Um, but but basically, the reason I'm asking this question is because she seemed like she won't let nothing get in her way. She won't let nothing stop her. And of course, Tommy is like that too, but he—he he is he's the main character. He's the reason why we're here. But there's also Claudia and it's like, she is in a position where she wants to prove herself. Like she's been trying to prove herself from the moment we saw her, from the moment the character was introduced. Like she's trying to show her father that she can run things, she can take over, you know, she can carry on the legacy. And, of course, we're seeing that Vic doesn't quite cut it. Um, he he can be very passive. Um, and, you know, he's just, he's not active enough. He he doesn't, like, even in the glorious situation we were talking about, you know, he doesn't show that initiative all the time to kind of be a leader. But Claudia is quickly showing that. And she's showing that she's she's willing to eliminate anyone who could potentially get in the way of the business, like, she killed Mai, even though she had like a, a sexual relationship with her, just because, you know, she wanted to, she wanted that control. She wanted that power. You know, she wanted the the most amount of power in the situation. And of course she's aligned herself with Tommy who I guess it, they, they see a lot of similarities in each other and that's why they're able to coexist because they both want that top spot. You know, they, they both, they both won't let anyone get in their way. So, you know, uh, Richard made a, a great point when he said, you know, it seems like they're hardening this character because right now she's she's the wild card in this in this show for me. Like she, she to me, she looks like the most ruthless person I could see, like her becoming like the top, the, maybe even the top villain. Like if, if something happens and they split up, you know, the business goes wrong. Um, she could even end up being like the final boss or something like she, she's got that in her, I think. And I think the actress does a great job too of uh, bringing that out. So do you, do you see Claudia as like the most ruthless character right now? Or if you don't like, do you think she has that potential to kind of lead the show alongside Tommy? Like maybe be, you know, like the ghost or, you know, the ghost to, 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 to Tommy or something like you know, do you see that in her? So that's the question. Um, and I'll go to you first, uh, Richard, since, you know, you kind of brought it up, like with her being hardened and stuff. So I want to get your bounce back on that. Like, what do you think?
1: Uh, I, I got to admit, I, I can't wait to hear what Dana said, because I was looking at her reaction. You had that comment. So uh, I'm looking forward to that oh, reaction.
0: Yeah, say, say like, save the best to last. I know, cause yeah, I,
1: yeah, 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 I'm looking forward to that reaction. Uh, th- this is what I will say. Um, this is Tommy's show. So I, I think um, for a lot of fans, he's going to continue to be the most the most untouchable character on the show because you saw how he easily dispatched of people throughout the last several episodes. Of course, he did not take out Merkovich yet. So, um, but yes, they are building this character. And we saw it from the very beginning because remember the two times that she pulled over Tommy? You know, she rolled up on Tommy and made him stop so that she can say something to him. So yeah, they have been building this character for a reason. Um, but I also think this goes hand in hand with her storyline, so it makes sense. Because again, because of how her father treats her, and does not really, you just just want her, just just run the books, that's it, just run the books. Instead of giving her an opportunity to prove that she can actually be a legit businesswoman. So I, I think it it, it it matches well with the storyline. Do I think that she will end up becoming the final boss, as you say. Um, I'm not 100% sure about that because it really depends on what happens. And we and we do know that, the, that there is a now a second season coming. We'll probably talk about that later. But uh, because of this, I think it's going to still take some time. You saw that she was able to kill somebody if she needed to kill somebody. Now she's getting deep into this drug game, but she still needs Tommy. And Tommy's playing a very big role because not only is he just, just disposing of bodies... He's the one that's actually doing all these deals with the actual people. So I can't yet say that she is legitimately, you like the main uh, main villain of the show quite yet. Can she get there? Yes, it depends on the writing. But is she an equal to Tommy right now? I would think. I don't know. It, it's hard for me to answer that question because what we what, what I, I will say is Liliana her, chemi- her her chemistry with Tommy they are a very good team together and I think right now that's great you don't want to mess with anything with that but when you bring Claudia into the mix it has you questioning what's going to happen with that relationship because again Tommy made sure that he spoke up for her in this episode to convince Claudia that Liliana needs to be a part of this as well but we know that you know if for the character to really be ruthless Claudia I mean she would have to I think also be willing to eventually take out Liliana because she is the whole one that said in the very beginning when she did the deal with Tommy, this is just you and me. No one else is getting in on any of this. So I kind of feel like depending on how they treat the character over the next several several episodes and going into next season, maybe it's potential for her to be uh, have a much more important role on the show, which she will have. But I think this is still Tommy's show. So it's hard for me to look at anyone else that's going to be a really a major threat against him. It can definitely happen. I'm not saying that it won't happen, but I just need to see more from her to really afford to get to that point, I think. But I want to hear what Dana has to say.
0: Oh, yeah, I respect that. But uh, yeah,
2: go ahead, Dana. Let us know what do you think. So, oh, absolutely no. Um, What in this episode was it showed all of the kids and the father and how they respond and enter and, and react to things, you had Victor the whole time, literally people saying, "You know, I'm rooting for you to become your own man." Do you know how embarrassing that is? Take this money. be your own person. literally the, the strangers on the street. I'm rooting for you." So it's embarrassing. so completely no. Claudia literally just started killing people. What? And ep- a, a week ago? We can put days ago. Um, Yeah. At this moment, she may not be someone who's like, you you know, grieving over anything. And she just did what she had to do, but it is, she's still hanging with Tommy and having to call Tommy and they're having their own little therapy session (laughs) over dead bodies and burying them. Uh, So no, she's not at that point yet. Maybe in season two, she'll get there. But when you start relying on your own, then you can maybe start talking, and then we had Walter Flynn and that episode, that episode, that segment with the Serbs, how they did that kind of like that tracking shot that was similar to either what they did in The Godfather or Casino or one of those Martin Scorsese movies where they had him come in and he his his hand was like right behind his back and he was all you know. Doom, doom, I know what I'm gonna do And like without any kind of big words There was no monologuing He's a pew to pew And like oh I'm gonna leave you alive Maybe not she'll tell it Boom that whole thing That scene shows you Who is actually boss And it'll show you the line of Succession Yes, you can easily say that Claudia right now, she she's the one who is the, is easily can be the number two in command or whatever. I forgot what your actual question was. But the thing is, no one is there yet. The only one who actually stepped up to the plate, aside from Walter, because he's been doing this for decades, was Gloria. And she's not even in the picture. So, maybe somewhere in season two or three we'll have Claudia do something, and it'll it will she'll be ruthless like her da, but no, that's just my opinion to what the original question was, which I forgot,
0: yeah, yeah, the question was basically um, I mean, yeah, I kind of agree with both of you she's not she's not at that point of being the most ruthless yet. But, um, but I definitely see the potential in her Like I, I feel like You know like what Rich was saying They're definitely kind of painting this character To be someone um, You know someone with, with that uh, Ruthless edge to her Like so I think that kind of Building her up to, to play that Major role later on but go ahead Dana
2: And if you look at the guy Who she did kill Reggie I think he was the guy who she Did kill it was Out of just sheer annoyance you know, she she he was beaten up. So and it wasn't like a bang bang situation. She pulled out a knife and happened to hit an artery where he died. And then she got the gun and shot him because he's like, oh well, this is, what else am I going to do now? Shot both the eye. What was it? His other eye. So the point is, it's not like it was something that was. It was something that was meant. Everything that she did, all of her kills were reactionary. It wasn't something that was. Thought out mm-hmm. and planned It was reactionary And even if you say well Walter He killed the Serbs because that was reactionary To what he did to Victor He's able to handle the war that that's coming next Granted if he wasn't dying He would handle it better But he's able to actually be like I don't care about war We're going to go to war Arr. So there you go mm-hmm. you, 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 Claudia's not there Everything that she did was like It was just spur of the moment that she found herself in Like if, if Reggie was never there She wouldn't be like I gotta take out Reggie Let's take out Reggie yep. He just happened to be mm-hmm. there and ambush her so, yeah. Well
1: well, Re- well, Reggie is a very Annoying character uh, And he met his end so It is what it is I, I just was want to say this real quick though um, I agree with everything you said Dana I agree with both of y'all The one thing I will say too is that with the one thing that they have told you about in this show with the last episode and the last episode is a very good example when walter confronted gloria in the scene that gary said this very unrealistic dialogue notice that after that happened claudia is the one that confronted gloria so they're telling you that she's very much like her father in terms of trying to be ruthless. So that's why I say there is potential, but I agree 100% what you said, Dana. It's not there yet. Everything has been reactionary so far. So until she is the one calling shots and she's deciding to kill people, then we can't really say, oh, she's she, she's she's making, she's definitely a power boss now. We can't say that yet. But they, they, have, they can get there depending on how they write the character and what they do uh, in the next couple episodes and into season two. We have to see how they handle that situation.
0: Yeah, and, and you know what they say? They say, uh, "Well, nobody I know says this." Just so you know, but like um, they say that once you get your first kill, the rest are easy after that. So I, I definitely can see Claudia catching more bodies as as the oh, yeah. episodes roll on. I think once she, you know, she took out I... my last week. I think this is just the beginning. For her. I think you know, this is gonna she she's it's gonna great. be yeah. Go ahead.
1: Oh, no, I just want to say, um, whatever she does, though, do not try to kill Liliana. Because if you do that, now Tommy, it, it, that's it. The partnership's over. Tommy will cancel Christmas on her. ASAP.
2: The whole thing was like, it was weird, but cute. Because you could see that Tommy was being attached more to Liliana.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: I think they might pull a crush there. Yeah, you know, like a little, little something there. It was very teenagery, but it was nice. It was different.
1: It, it, it was nice, but uh, he did he did like that kiss from from Claudia too. So, uh, yeah, but yeah. But this d- is d- 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 more like d-
2: d- affectionate, loyal. I can rely on you. Oh You're yeah, my yeah. Partner.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree, one hundred percent.
0: Oh yeah, but um, yeah, great thoughts all around. So. Definitely chime in in the comments, but uh, yeah, there's a few questions to get to, so I'm, I'm gonna keep it going. Um, so you know, Richard also brought up a, a good theory about the DMAX situation, um, you know, and the the, the DMAX friend, um, you know, you said that uh, uh, Janard is probably going to hire him next to follow Tommy and everything, and that could lead to some pretty interesting situations happening. Um, you know, with him following Tommy and, and and of course, being around JP and stuff. Um, but the question is, like, do you, like, what is going to happen? Like, because obviously, eventually, I think this has to come out, the fact that Mac is JP's son and Tommy's uh, nephew. So how do you see this actually coming about? Like, who is going to make the first move? Who's going to initiate this? Um, is D Mac gonna end up going back to the shop, maybe as a result of his friend um, following Tommy or something? Um, you know, and then is D Mac going to come out and 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 say something to his father or Tommy? Maybe, um, like, how do you how do you see it working in your mind? You know, of this situation kind of blowing up because I feel like this this we're we're we're, we're almost halfway through um, the the season. Well, we're more than halfway. Through the season. So yeah, at some point I think it's coming very soon. We are gonna get the revelation that you know DMAC is is JP's child. But it's just a case of how is this gonna happen and what will change after that. You know, how like will they try to uh, reestablish their bond and and become you know a happy uh father and son or you know what do you think will come of it after the fact um so I will go to you First know you got any thoughts on
2: that Here's the thing I don't know how to Interpret his response when He saw Tommy and JP together Like because it's remember it was Disgust and it was Then it was like I don't want this money He took off running like oh my god What is going on and ran off And then he was like no I don't want anything to do With this here's the money he gave back Five thousand dollars Even the guy was like here keep it no I don't want it It's terrible what I seen was awful So because of that, I don't know um, how that's going to happen But I do feel that Mac is finally going to play a, a vital part in this situation um, From a writing standpoint, it would be silly for him to just completely walk away And then we never see him again You establish this whole thing with him being the son But he was so turned off or maybe scared of Tommy That, you know he, he didn't want anything to do with it Or maybe he was scared that The information that he brought back to um, Samson Whichever Samson, Gerard it, That it would cause JP actual harm Because he knew Tommy So if, you, if he was to say Oh yeah, he hangs around JP Then maybe that means that they're going to start You know, interrogating or beating up or doing something with J- JP physically. And he does he's upset about his father. But he, I don't know if he wants him to die-die. He's in that weird temper tantrum stage. Where it's like, I hey, hate you, dad. But I don't want you to die. But I hope you die. That kind of situation. Um, but I do feel and hope that he ends up playing a vital role. What happens if he is he ends up being the one that looks out for JP? JP right now is concerned about being a drug dealer. And him t- teaming up with Tommy. Um, I wonder if he's going to probably start giving him information. He, uh, JP doesn't know that's his son. But what if he just starts randomly like feeding him information on the sly about what's really going on. Or telling him about Jannard without saying how he's involved with Jannard and how he's actually his son. So I hope it is more of a of a help instead of a hindrance, but I, I don't know because of just how he was able to react when he saw them together. I don't think he's terrified of Tommy because if he was, he would have never taken the, the money and agreed to follow him to begin with. And in that whole kill situation, it was like, no, I'm not going to kill him. It wasn't like that. He didn't refute anything. I think he's more afraid of what could happen to JP because that's his father. So, I, I do feel that everything will be revealed, hopefully at dinner, because everything happens great at dinner, um, or even at the diner. But the point is, I do hope that when everything is revealed, that D-Money Mac is able to help him, instead of being more of a hindrance. And also, we know that Gennard is working against Tommy, and we know that he wants him to be killed, so maybe D-Money Mac... Is the one who's able to break to to feed that information to Tommy and to JP to be like, "Hey, watch your back," because this is what's really going on, and that's how the whole thing crumbles. And you you have the brother against brother again. So uh, may, maybe that is something, but he needs another name than DMAC.
0: Oh yeah, maybe we will learn like his real name, but uh, but yeah, he he's a street guy, so he's called Street <laughs> name
2: Something <laughs> corny, probably. Who Bryce, <laughs> Bryce, <laughs> that would, that would be funny.
0: but uh, yeah, Rich chime in here. What would you think about uh, you know, this whole DMAC and JP thing?
1: Well, uh, first and foremost, Gary, I, I want to say I, hear, I did hear a rumor that you laughed at the reaction he had when he saw that. Oh, wait a second, this is who Tommy is messing around with. Oh, come on, man, really? <laughs> so, um, I don't really I, like Dana, I don't really know. I, I I mean that reaction. It really makes me want to know what. Why does he hate his father so much? Obviously, yes, he hasn't been around, but I'm very curious what information he was hearing about his father, with all the stuff that happened with this with with, with JP and his wife. I mean, and and the I mom. hope we get an answer. Okay.
2: It's very simple. Your your dad left us for another man and doesn't want to see us again. And then well, he keep go. feeding the child and it pollutes the child.
1: Yeah. I mean, sense.
2: you would be kind of a little spiteful too. <laughs> like, oh. oh, yeah. I mean,
1: I mean, listen, I I fully understand the, the 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 anger, the disgust. Um, what I will say though, from a writing standpoint, I really feel like the only way—now I could be wrong—the only way that they can really resolve this storyline and move it forward is you have to get his friend involved because they told you from the beginning of this season, D Mac hangs out with his friend. When they when they tried to hit the shop that one time, and the friend was willing to go in there and do a lot of damage, and D Mac is like, no, he he hesitated in that moment. He stopped. So I kind of feel like the only way to move this story forward, in my opinion, Jannard or either either Jannard or his friend continue to move forward, and maybe it's a situation where Jannard's friend rolls up to the bar, and again. Attempts to damage it, maybe they take a shot, maybe they actually are successful in shooting JP to some extent. Uh, and then all of a sudden, this is when the son comes out the woodworks and tries to basically defend his father. If it let's say that JP doesn't get shot, but he finds out that his friend is going to go there to do a hit on him, then he tries to go and basically stop the situation from progressing. Um but I just feel like the, the the friend is really the key to all of this because the friend is trying to prove himself. It's the whole thing about how Jannard looked at D-Mac in the beginning and said he could be one of my soldiers, one of my leaders. And then you saw that he didn't do the job. Now you got to go to the next man for the job. So I feel like the best friend, not well, he, he's maybe not a best friend, but his friend is going to be the key to all of this because this guy is trying to prove himself. You don't really care about uh, trying to impress D-Mac This is like paid in full. You know, it's the next man up. And if you're not going to be willing to do the job, I will do the job. If it means I have to take you out, hey, I don't have a problem doing that either. So that's why I said that's probably what's going to happen next. Um, But besides that, once that happens, it is going to come out. that yes, they are father and son, and JP will finally know that that's his son and probably he's going to be, be very dis- – of course he's going to try to console, console him and get close to him, but the son is going to still be hesitant to want to do all of that because, again, this is power. It's not going to be a happy ending. When I say that I want it to be a happy ending, when they reconcile, it's not going to happen that quick. It, it has to take some time because they have to get over it and be willing to talk about stuff. But um, hopefully that is a the direction they go, and instead that JP and DMag don't get killed. Because they also could take the approach where one of them gets killed before the other one finds out the truth, and that would be devastating. But I don't know if they're going to go in that direction. But we have to wait and see.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. You, you both said uh, some some interesting things. Like Dana, you said something interesting because um, obviously when this all does come out and D Mac, um, you know, learns that Tommy is actually his uncle you know, he, he might actually tell Tommy what Jannard did in the first place, like that he paid him to follow him. And, you know, maybe if it escalates, um, you know, like Rich said, maybe uh, Jannard will ask his friend to kill Tommy and maybe he'll find battle out too, you know, once uh, all of this stuff comes out. So then, you know, that that opens up another can of worms because now Tommy will know that Jannard is trying to get rid of him. Um, and that can go many places. But then also... Um, you know there's the whole uh you know uh JP and we see that he was actually open to tommy like selling drugs and being a drug dealer in this in this episode but I definitely feel like um once he learns that dmac is his son um, and they you know if if they if they're able to have some sort of conversation or build some connection he might actually change his his stance on that you know um he might switch up and actually want to stay away from that lifestyle and keep d-mac away from it too so uh you know that could uh, actually change his character and his
1: circumstances quite a lot so
0: yeah there, there's a lot of ways they can spin this go ahead rich
1: one quick comment i do want to make is that and we'll probably get into this later because i don't know what your other questions are but the fact that they introduce this new character now to keep diamond distracted This lets me know now things are going to definitely get chaotic as far as Jannard and his attack, his attempt to go after Tommy. They can fully go in that direction now because Diamond is preoccupied with what's going on with this love interest. So something's definitely going to happen, I think in the next couple episodes to really intensify that situation further.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, if, if Diamond's uh, eyes are are, are out, you know, are off the, the game, uh, so to speak, then that's going to give Janard a lot more freedom to do do the things he wants to do. So, yeah, um, that that can get very interesting too. Um, but yeah, um, another another thing I want the people to chime in on. Let us know what you think is going to go down with this whole DMAC you know situation because uh, it's, it's a very interesting. So, uh, uh, which question here should I ask first? Um, okay, so. We we see that the FBI approached poorly, um, and you know he uh, they're they're actually brother in laws. It seems like him and him and Walt. Um, I think he said so. So yeah, um, he was he he didn't want to say anything. You know he he kept it G. He said no, nah, I'm, I'm not saying a thing. You know, um, even though they they told him they know his history, like they know his past, and they were trying to use it against him. You know, he he stayed silent, but. The one thing we know with power and a lot of TV shows, they don't have things like that happen for no reason. So, you know, there has to be some purpose for this scene to occur. So do you think there could be any circumstance that makes Paulie change his mind and, and begin cooperating uh, with the FBI? So Richard, what do you think about that?
1: Yes, Very, very, very easy. Number one, his son. We know that his son is a weakness. He doesn't want to see his son suffering under any circumstances. And that's very ironic because he was the one giving Walter advice about how he takes care of his kids in the previous episode. So that's number one. And then number two, while I do agree, I really loved the cool scene that ended this episode with Walter taking out the Serbs. We know that Polly knows that Walter is something's up with Walter. He's not feeling well and he's unstable. And now going into a war with the Serbs, if he you know obviously everybody's going to be a target, not really just Walter but everybody including Polly. So if he feels he is in danger, now he's going to have to tell them, wait a second. Yes, Walter is doing something. I'm very concerned about my safety as well as the safety of everybody else. So I don't know. Uh, whatever you want to do to cooperate, I'll do. Just make sure you protect me and my son. I could 100% see that happening. Um, We'll see if that's the approach he takes, because it looks to me like he's very loyal. And again, it's important to mention, this is his brother-in-law. That's a very key detail there. This is his brother-in-law. So they are family. So it, I can understand him deciding not to you know to try to hold out for a little while but at some point they have ways of making of getting that information from him so i'm curious to see what they're actually going to do
0: oh yeah Uh, i i guess we uh lost dana here but she'll be back in a moment Yeah, Yeah, she'll be back um but yeah yeah good point um definitely yeah the sun is one is one thing that could make poorly change his mind you know um uh, I, I feel like they need to set that up a bit more, though, if that's the case. I'm not sure, you know, how soon they, they, they're they going to act on this this storyline. But, yeah, go ahead.
1: So, you see, I, I agree with 100% with you saying that they need to set it up. And that's what I thought they were doing, because the last time Pauly saw his son, he gave him money. They could have caught his son trying to buy drugs. And that's it. You have him in custody. You say, hey, we need some information and we have your son that would have ended it right there. So I don't know why they didn't take that approach yet. Maybe they might do that in the next episode. I I have no idea.
0: Yeah, that's true. They could have easily did that,
1: you know, in this one. Um,
0: But yeah, so that could be something uh, for sure. Uh, But I I like the other thing you said about, you know, uh, maybe because of Walt's actions, he might decide to, you know, change up now we do know that the Serbs are very dangerous and that, you know, they're, they're like pests. They just keep coming, you know? Like, there's there's always more Serbs. Like, even even in the original power, they they just kept coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, so they're, they're not going to stop coming and that's going to put a lot of pressure on people because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people who don't want this war. Like, they just want to make their money and keep, keep business running as usual. They don't want to go to war. And Pauly could be one of those people and uh, yeah, so he could he could potentially do something like that to kind of um, you know resolve the whole conflict. Um, so yeah, I, I, I also like that uh, angle. Um, but just the fact that they are brother in laws, it's like you know that makes things. Uh, it adds a whole nother layer to it because it's like, wow, you, are you gonna sell? You know, are you gonna sell out your own your own blood, your own brother in law? And everything mm-hmm. like that so yeah, it just adds a whole another layer of betrayal if if he does go down that path. Um but uh Dana, are you good? Are you, is everything okay?
2: Everything is okay now. Sorry, I knocked up the internet or something. Spectrum. Oh. Woo. Um well, what I wanted to, to, yeah, can you repeat the question?
0: Yeah, so uh the question was basically um do you, do you see poorly Uh, switching up in any way and ending up cooperating with the FBI,
2: no. Um, no, what, why, there's no reason for him to do that. That would become a trail, a betrayal of, I see him as a man who is very moralistic, he has morals. Yes, even in the drug game, he has morals, and that is to not betray the Flynn family. That is also his brother-in-law. And what exactly are they going to do? Threaten his son, who's already a drug addict, with what jail time? Um, and I'm not saying that he doesn't care about his son, and he doesn't want his son to go to jail. But uh, (laughs) why? Like this overall, if you look at the bigger picture, it doesn't make any sense for him to rat out on. Walter, and as they say, stated when they randomly rolled up on him, like give us information, uh, was they're tied together. They have twenty six years of both doing dirty, so if one goes, they all go. We all know Walter's not going to talk, and it makes no sense for Simon, not Simon, I'm sorry, it makes no sense for um, the 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 brother in law to talk either. Uh, uh, Walter's hanging on, you know, by a I don't know, a life threat right now, coughing all over the place, blood spewing anywhere, everywhere, and him falling out and hitting his head. So soon, that's not going to be an issue. If he's dead, what what else does – I wonder if the case falls apart or will they continue to, to follow the family? And I'm more concerned about what is going to be his role now if once Walter does die or Walter just could just be one of those – Evil people were like for two seasons straight He's coughing and dying all over The place remember we had that in One of the powers with the Raquel Situation remember Omar Epps Omar had cancer For like what two seasons is gonna be Now so We don't know with Walter he may be Hacking and dacking and then who knows it'd be some Some miracle and all Of a sudden he's doing great So
1: oh yeah I, I That character will still be around for season Two I believe uh, I hope
2: so. He's a great character.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, we have some problems. Raised people. I'll never be invited for dinner. Yeah. But character wise he has some things going on. I want to see more of that, that godfather walk through a hallway and kill people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that that is a great character. Um, you know, all my apps and, and stuff. So I, I, I hope he uh continues to be on that show. Um but yeah, Dana, you said something uh, real good that I was I was kind of thinking about earlier too. Like, if Walt does pass away, um, does this investigation continue? Because it seems like they're looking into like you know the the entire business being uh, you know shady and stuff like that. So I don't think it's just about Walt; it's about the entire operation. So maybe the the case would keep going, and in that scenario. I definitely feel like Paulie will be less loyal to to the children than to to than to Walt um especially no. if he thinks that if he thinks they're running the business the wrong way like the way that they shouldn't be um he might you know he might feel a way about that so
2: I think he will be more loyal because of the children. I mean, you have those situations where you just, you know, look at certain families um, where you have, like, say, your mom's best friend and say, I don't know, mom dies and the best friend kind of steps up in there and make sure the kids are okay. As wayward as they are, he is embedded into this family for 26 years. He was the first one. that was like, I don't know what's going on. You're telling me anything, but you have to tell your kids. You know, and he felt very uncomfortable hiding that information from the from the kids. And those are not his kids, mm-hmm. but he's been with them for twenty six twenty six years or so. I don't know how old Dum Dum Victor is, but he's been here for twenty six years, and he's known them since they were probably not even born yet. So. I think that he is going to always be loyal to them. That is his family. When their mother died, I also see him stepping up and playing a larger role. Remember, he said, don't put your kids through this twice. He was there when the mom died and he stepped up to them and make sure that they was okay. He's basically Alfred in this situation. Um, So. I feel that he's not going to betray them And he's not going to betray the family I, I don't think that one drug-addicted wayward son Who's sleeping in an alley is going to change that
0: But but here's the thing, right? Because um, now I know there, there was some conversations In previous episodes about uh, dr- like them being involved in drugs And I think uh, they were against it I think Walt was against it and maybe poorly. So the fact that he actually has a son that's hooked on the, on on drugs, that might change his viewpoint. Like if Walt passes away and Claudia is, is is taking over or Vic, and they end up selling drugs as like the main business model, um, I think he he would be against that if he sees that it's affecting his son in a big way.
2: His son, he they remember Walter was only dealing coke, which is outdated. Compared to everything that's out on the streets And we saw that with Delilah And everybody having a freaking Orgasmic attack behind that I think we can say that word (laughs) The point is um, It's outdated And I honestly I think that he may agree a little bit too That it is an outdated tactic It's basically an 8-track at this point Here's some coke Who doesn't do coke? I don't do coke Her failure Point I'm simply saying is I don't think that this is going to have him ter- turn against the whole family because they're not sticking with just coke. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I feel it has to be something more. And honestly, you could just I- say that the reason why they added the drug addicted father son was to give um, the, the the dude whose name I can't remember right now that we're talking about was a, make him more fleshed out character, more three dimensional. He may not even come into a factor at all.
0: What was you going to say, I, Rich?
1: I just want to make a quick comment. I agree with a lot of what has been said. I will say this, though. If uh, Pauly's son tries to stall your drug and he overdoses on that, different story now. I think you would want to find out who got this product out. Oh, wait. They're involved with this? I, I can't see he has to try to want to want to do something about that because he's losing his actual son so but well, we'll see what happens
2: but isn't that also this and I know it's a conversation for a much larger part but isn't mm-hmm. that also kind of corny to blame the drug dealer for your for the drug addict i know it's well, a yeah, chicken before the egg well, situation
1: well, it, 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 it is but it, when you actually know the people that played a role in getting this drug out there. I think that kind of changes the situation because they, they are literally family. He's still much considered, uh, I, I, w- I would say, a family figure to uh, Claudia and Vic. So to know that they actually played a role in getting this drug out here and it got my son killed, I kind of think he would feel a certain type of way about that. Uh, it, it depends,
2: I feel like that's just the cost of the game. I mean, if you do drugs, there's a possibility you could overdose or the batch could oh, be yeah. dead by accident and you die. But then, like, I'm going to take out the drug dealer. And we see that happen in a lot. And we see that what happened in the real world cases. When Michael K. Williams died, all of a sudden we're opening investigations over his drug dealer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And remember, that goes back to Philip Seymour Hoffman. Remember Philip Seymour Hoffman, he did heroin, he overdosed in heroin. It wasn't even like it was laced with fentanyl, from my understanding. It was just a straight overdose. And they're like, we're going to go and find the drug dealer. hmm Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah, great, great points. Um, yeah, I definitely feel like if if that was the situation um like and and i agree with rich like it's different when you actually know the people like you lose a son and then you know the, the people who are responsible for selling him the drug i think that it you know it, it's different than than just you know your your uh your son dies and because he bought drugs from a random drug dealer and you'll never be able to find them you know like i think it's it's a lot different but but yeah, uh we'll just
2: one more thing really quickly. Do you see the parallels between this and Raising Canaan? Remember the white girl who died?
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of parallels with, with this and mm-hmm. like um all three shows I think, like Ghost Book Two and, and Raising Canaan, there's there's a lot of parallels. So uh that's that's uh those connections are very interesting uh between the characters and that's what makes this a, a great universe, you know. Um so yeah, but um, so since we're we're already on the f- the topic of the Flins, um, I have uh, one more question here, and then uh, you know, I'll get some more additional thoughts from you after. But um, uh, if if it if it comes down to a, a you know, well, it is going to come down to a full scale war between you know the Serbs and the Flins. Um, do you think that Walt is going to be forced to seek help from Tommy? And you also think he'll change his stance and want to recruit the CBI as well. Like, cause it's like the Serbs, um, you know, like we were saying before, they're like pests. They keep coming. They don't stop coming. Like, you know, throughout the history of power, they've always come back. Like they keep coming, they keep coming. There's always more, more shooters coming, you know? So uh, this is gonna be a a pretty big war for 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 the Flins to take on. So, do you think Walt is gonna change his stance and you know call on help from Tommy and the CBI, um, uh, or is he gonna have to like you know bring in some new troops from you know maybe maybe there's maybe there's like an old whole, whole uh you know a squad of of uh Flins and Irish uh gang members that we haven't seen yet. I don't know, but. Um, what do you guys think of that? Like, do you think he is gonna sh- change his stance on on that? Um, so, what do you think, Dana?
2: Um, here's the thing: a racist yeah. needs friends. He needs help, no matter what. So, yeah, he's still racist. He's gonna always be racist on the tombstone. You know, f those n words probably is what he's gonna say. But at this moment he will have to do business with them and keep it strictly as business. Uh, We've seen this played out plenty of times with the races having to team up with people they can't stand. Um, So I think that is going to be something because it's much it's much larger at this moment than race, even though he'll blame the black people at the end for whatever happens. Um. But I, I do see this being a big team up because yes, you could talk about the Serbs. Who's also there? Who's going to, you know, be on the side of the Serbs? It's going to be like a little World War three that we see that's going on right now. Yay. So yeah, you know, you have more people. We know the Serbs is a huge organization. We know we're going to have the CBI. It's not, it's big, but it's not that big. You know, I think they broke it down during this episode where he was like, we have many other soldiers when he was talking to his brother, but why did you choose me to, to run? And I didn't know what I was doing and you left me for like 15 years and I was only 18 at the time. Um, so who could ever found out that math that would really help because I can't math. Uh, I've They alluded it to being a much bigger organization. And we do know that there's the yardies. We have not seen the yardies from my understanding at all. You've not seen nor heard of the yardies. So I wonder how the yardies are going to play. I don't know anything about Chicago, but I'm going to pretty much assume there's there. We have the Irish. Um, There's going to be something else ish in there. I don't know. Italian ish. I think they, they're also in Chicago. Maybe they'll have the Italians in there, and it's going to be a much maybe a larger group of people that'll have to come in and team. But also, I want to know who else has the back of the Serbs. Are they just by themselves? Because somebody has the back of something. You have to have an alliance with anything. So I'm I'm more interested in knowing who's going to retaliate along with the Serbs.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the, the the gang politics can get very interesting here. I think, um, and you know, we know Chicago is a is a is a big, you know, gang culture city, uh, along with Los Angeles. Like, it's it's one of those cities where you know. And then, yeah, go ahead.
2: You have also Sotos. I hope I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Wait a second. So the more I think about this, remember when they was passing around the drugs to like their main connect people. And we saw they were from different nationalities. So you had the Sotos, which is, I'm not going to assume what kind of Hispanic, I hope I pronounce that rightly, which part they are. But remember, there was the Jews and how they came came up. Remember, they was at the car and they was talking about the bread, which I'm not going to try to rename because I don't want to disrespect anybody. So you had the Jewish community. You had the, we know, already know of the Hispanic community, the Yardies of, I don't know, the Gary community. So here, there's a far more people and they already started sprinkling the seeds of all of these different groups. So it's a multi-grain, it's like toast, it's multi-grain toast right now. And and they're getting the bacon so that they can all work together. Because remember when, when they was in the car and they all got the text and they all arrived at the same spot, but they didn't know each other. And they was kind of like making fun of saying, "Huh, it really does work." I think that that's going to come into play. Much they're going to end up probably, hopefully, hopefully teaming. And they, there you go, Avengers.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I do think they'll play heavily on the this whole gang dynamic uh, for sure. So they, it will get very interesting. But Richard, what do you think? Um, is Walt going to change his stance? Is he going to recruit some help? Recruit some Avengers? What do you think?
1: I think Walter will still be hesitant to do so, at least in the very beginning, because he is a stubborn old old man stuck in his ways. Um, But he may have to do that again, because it depends on how much this intensifies. One thing that I I will say, however, once the, the, you know, once the war has settled in, you know, let's say that uh, Walter is successful, the Flins are successful, they're teaming up with Tommy, they team up with uh, CBI, whatever, and they finally are able to dispatch the Serbs. I 100% believe that right after that, and I mean, immediately after that, Walter will turn his attention to taking out Tommy, because Tommy is the reason that all of this is happening. So he absolutely 100% like again, you can trust somebody for the time being, but at the end of the day, Walter does not like Tommy, so I kind of feel like whatever happens, they can team up temporarily, but as soon as it's over, Tommy, that's it. He's going right after Tommy.
2: And we've seen this in the original Power series With the Super Friends Remember Tommy, mm-hmm. uh, Kanan And Ghost They was all trying to kill each other And then all of a sudden they was in the car Like we gotta come and, and save the day And take, take out that person Remember that whole warehouse situation that also happened With Cedric the Entertainer They was in the midst of fighting and trying to kill each other
1: <laughs> Exactly Exactly. Kidnapping
2: yep. Tariq and beating and, him in the head with some oranges
1: And to go right off to after what you say Yeah, Tommy, Kanan um, Tommy, Ghost. Kanan, and, and Ghost, Ghost. Yeah, they go. See, oh, I forgot Ghost. Uh-oh, the fans gonna come after me. <gasps> yeah, they had the whole scene where they were basically try to take out each other, but then you have Dre. Dre, we need to take out Dre. Not one of them could take out Dre. Um, but at the same time, Kanan was playing Tommy and Ghost, trying to turn them against each other as well. So that's why I say, yes, they can team up now as a temporary alliance if Walter decides that, but at, once the sm- smoke is cleared, he's going right after Tommy, if he's still alive by that by that time. 100%, because Tommy caused all this. He's the one that brought all this chaos into Chicago, so they're going right after him as soon as they take care of whatever their issue is collectively.
2: And rightfully so. He kind of deserves it at this point.
1: hmm
0: Yeah. Uh, what, what you said was very interesting and, and it kind of got the cogs turning in my head a little bit. Um, Cause you know, if, 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 if it comes to that, like if they team up to fight off the serves and then after that, Walt, you know, he's like, you know, you're the reason this whole thing started. So, you know, I'm going to get rid of you. Um, now at this point, Walt might not know that uh, Tommy and Claudia in, are in business And if Walt decides to send a hit squad after Tommy to kill him, you know, and Claudia finds out, you know, uh, what is her stance going to be here? And throughout Power, we've seen, you know, um, we've seen sons killing fathers, fathers killing sons. We haven't seen a daughter kill her father yet. Um, Could that be something
1: that happens, you know? So... Well, let me just say, that'll be a very interesting twist that I would not see coming. Um, that's a lot. I got to think on that one. I want to hear what people got to say about that. But let me she let me just say this real quick. She has
2: no reason.
1: You said, you said she has no reason. Or he has no reason.
2: She? Why would you kill Da? The whole time in this situation, she's been trying to protect her father. Everything that she's done has been in and no matter what, he has pushed her away constantly, even called her all kinds of names in this episode because she wasn't there. But that doesn't mean you want to kill him. I mean, when she she's the one who's like, why are you coughing like this? Oh, it's my my yearly bronchitis. It always flares up. It's like (laughs) the allergies, the bronchitis. And she's like, I'm not that... I'm slow, but I'm not stupid. Something's going on. And she genuinely cares. She's not like, yeah, I hope that cough gets worse. And it takes you out. She genuinely cares. I do not... There's no reason for her to kill her father. Not at all. And if you look at Victor, not really.
1: I agree. I agree. Um, We'll have to see how that situation plays out. That's a very interesting theory, though. And I'm very curious to know what people think about it. But the one quick thing I will mention to go along with the whole thing of somebody turning on somebody immediately after a team up. This literally just happened in the previous episode where Jannard decided, I'm going to try to do this drive-by on Tommy. Uh, And I do want to give a shout out because we did have someone leave a comment and say, do you think that Liliana will ever tell Tommy that Jannard basically wants him dead? And I think that was a great question because it didn't happen yet. Now, can it happen later? Yes. But I will say again, with Diamond being preoccupied now with this new love interest, this opens up the possibility that things will get very chaotic between Jannard and Tommy. And if something happens to Jannard, let's say Tommy kills Jannard. Well, now him and Diamond got a problem. So it's that's why I say it's a lot of things that can happen now. So we have to see how they want to play this out.
2: Jannard and Liliana don't that stop thinking that flirtation is like my lifelong partner and I'm really to kill for him. No, oh, no, no,
1: no, no, no. But but if she tells Tommy, Janard actually does want you dead. Um, that's a problem.
2: I think he already knows. Janard <laughs> made it very like it would be the worst kept secret. What Janard wants to kill me? He said this countless times. <laughs> she wanted to kill him. Um, uh, repeatedly. Well.
1: Well, never around Tommy. Yeah, he, he never said it. He yeah. never said it around Tommy.
2: So, yeah, Tommy can feel things. He knows. So, so so,
1: so, 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 as y'all said earlier, if if they if DMAC finds out intel, if he feeds intel and lets Tommy know about any of this stuff, it's it's it creates an issue. It's going to create an issue. So let's see how they address it because they. I, I find it interesting how this episode. No mention whatsoever of the attempted hit on Tommy very interesting, so let's see what happens moving forward with that whole situation.
2: You know what was also interesting, and going back to the very beginning when they when the band separated, and so the two brothers separated away from Tommy and they mm-hmm. was going to buy Tommy in a share out, he genuinely looked hurt oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he wanted business with them, and he genuinely looked a little kind of hurt about that. Um, but business is business And it's not like they they stopped talking to him But he just felt Like a little isolated But it can, it also worked out in his favor Because he has Dahlia to As a backup plan
1: Hmm. Yep And the funny thing is None of them know that he has access to this drug Once it blows up Oh boy <laughs> That's going to be very interesting To see how they respond then
2: I wonder if they took inspiration <laughs> from Blue Magic because <laughs> remember the God Godfather was it the was it the it was the one with Denzel Washington American Gangster
1: yeah, yeah so Denzel. I wonder
2: mm-hmm. if they took end inspiration behind that because that was hitting the streets and everyone was all like about that mm-hmm.
0: yeah hopefully uh you know Tommy doesn't make the same mistake as Frank Lucas and and wear no minks to a boxing match or something you know <laughs> get get the police on him. Um, but yeah. So who's
2: Nicky Barnes in this situation?
0: Uh, Whoa, well, maybe I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. But that's it's a good question. Uh, but definitely a lot of parallels, though, to, you know, with Blue Magic and, and uh, Dahlia. So that was well, well pointed out. Um, but yeah, before we uh end off, is there anything else at all? Uh any other thoughts you guys wanted to throw in the mix, you know, anything about Adrienne or any of the new characters? Um so uh Dana's checking her notes. I guess I'll give her a sec and go to you first, Rich. Um anything else?
1: No, I, I think um I think we covered a lot of stuff in what we spoke about so far in the episode. I just I think it was a good episode as far as keeping my interest. Um very curious to see how they bring two back to two bit back into the show, because I do know he is coming back to the show. That's confirmed. So um, I look forward to seeing, but yeah, a lot of great things, little juicy details in this week's episode. And let's see what happens next.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. They, 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 uh, I think they've been teasing that too, because I saw an interesting picture. I won't mention it in case people get mad at me, but yeah uh two bit I think he he's he's definitely coming soon, but go ahead dana any any final thoughts
2: I wonder if we have i cannot remember this man's name because I have fifteen thousand names in my head the guy who is con- who's the brother in law to Walter what is his name Polly Polly sorry, the thing is I wonder if Polly is going to do what he think is best and tell the kids Walter is sick. And be like, that's he's okay with betraying Walter because it was for the betterment of the children. He does not want his children to not know what's going on. Because remember, he kept reiterating, you're going to put this through them twice. It's not fair. So I, that's the bigger question. And if he does, how does Walter retaliate? Does Walter completely kick him out of the family? Is he now on the streets and destitute? No, he will still not turn on on him. But I just want to know. Will he end up doing that? Um, so that, that will be very interesting to see a, a, whether or not that will be an outcome or if they even touch upon it anymore. And then also um, JP, I've more of me just wondering with his whole I'm tired, y'all, how much of a role is he going to play? When we talked about the Serbs and, you know, they're needing to be help, is he going to be the one who's valid, like, I am Tribune and he decides to volunteer and go all Hunger Games on everyone? And, you know, we all for money. And we all know that trying to get money when this is not really your lifestyle does not tend to work out very well for anyone in the power universe or just in the universe in general. So I wonder how that is going to come into play there. So that's that's mainly my my main moves with that.
0: Awesome. Yeah, so. Uh, definitely chime in on that in the comments too, you know, friendly reminder, hit the like button and everything. Uh, That is going to be it from us for this week. Um, You know, you guys got any quick shout outs? Uh, You got anything, Rich?
1: Yeah. I just want to give a shout out to all of the people that continue to listen to the show, to like, to leave comments. We appreciate the continued support and you all have great thoughts in theories about the show. So please continue to do that because it keeps the conversation going. And uh, yeah, just thank you for the continued support and we look forward to bringing you more content very soon. Indeed. And uh, Dana, you got any specific
0: shout outs to share with us?
2: No, just shout-outs to everyone who listens to us, who who partakes in the discussion, as always. And we said this 18,000 times already. There is a, like a 42-minute interview that I did with the actor who plays Simon. And one of the big takeaways was that, yes, he is dead. He's dead, dead. But he talked about he, he may pop up in some episodes. He would not give a full confirmation, but he alluded very much to, within his own words, to check out for future episodes because you, you'll you possibly see him. And we all know in the world of, of Power Universe, power never ends and neither does the spirit of that character. So we could come up and, and make some kind of flashback scene or, you know, you have him talking to Victor. The ghost, you know, his ghost would be like there. Talking to Victor like we've seen in previous Power universes, especially with Raising Canaan, we had a whole room full Of dead people just talking So you have that to look forward to And it's also just in general March is a very busy month For us on both the video game aspect And in the entertainment aspect With movies and television shows So stay tuned for that I'm not going to say what's coming up because It's a lot and ADHD So just stay tuned for that I'll start creating actual like schedules and also look out for the community tab. We'll make some announcements going there on what is being posted and what's, what's popping. And also just in general, watch the, 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 what is it called? Watch, um, I forgot the name of it. Ptolemy, Ptolemy gray. I'm so sorry. I'm zoning out. Watch ptolemy gray which is on apple plus that is the one series that i do it's a limited series only six episodes and i highly recommend it if you are a fan of samuel jackson just existing and breathing what he does in this performance is absolutely oscar worthy it is mind-blowing you will never see him in a performance like this ever again so that's on apple tv
0: Awesome. Yeah, definitely. So so, some more stuff to check out there. Um, And yeah, we will put the link to that Simon interview in the description too. So, so look out for that. Um, And yeah, I just want to, I want to give a big shout to um, Esther Negron because she always has like great comments. Uh, So thank you for blessing us, you know, with your comments and your theories. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to Raiwan um who you know he he comments on uh you know uh snowfall and powercast um and i know he's been a longtime supporter um and then you know some of the other regulars rainy jay um and uh robert silver you know we're always chopping it up on twitter about power and other things so big shouts to him um and yeah, uh uh kwame too he, he's always sending me messages so uh, yeah, shells to all those people Who, who, who really engage with
1: the content uh, You were going to say something, Rich? Yeah, I was going to say Nigel also Because uh Nigel. Know Nigel has been Doing a lot of comments It's a lot of people commenting I appreciate all the comments for sure Indeed, indeed But uh,
0: yeah, that is it for this week We will be back next week To cover episode 7 I can't believe it's been 7 episodes already right? Like, cool. <laughs> uh, But, yeah, uh, next week we will be covering Episode 7 of Force. So look out for that. And until then, I hope everyone has a great week and stay healthy. So
2: peace out.